Hello, and thanks for tuning in to WUEC, Eau Claire Blue Gold Radio Sunday, and to Beat Breakdown. I'm your host, Jackson Krell, and today we will discuss the top five best albums from one of the most influential artists of all time. The artist formerly known as Kanye West, Ye. But I'll refer him to Kanye since that's what everyone still knows him by. But where did Kanye get his start? We'll see that with our number five spot. Yo, Chief, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Kenny Hop. In 2004, Kanye West released his studio debut album, The College Dropout, which is a title I really hope I don't relate to in the future. In all seriousness, this album I see as a challenge to the rap industry at the time. It was a breath of fresh air during the bling gangsta era of rap. Kanye West was rocking pink polos and backpacks, while every other rapper was wearing chains and basketball jerseys. On this album, Kanye raps about topics that weren't common at all during the time, like wasting money and insecurity on the track All Falls Down. My favorite lyric is, she couldn't afford her car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Another song where Kanye raps about taboo topic is the track Jesus Walks, which foreshadowed of what Kanye would do in the 2019 and onward era of his career. It's a track purely about Kanye's relationship with God, and it's one of the best songs on the album. Other tracks I want to give a quick mention to are We Don't Care, Spaceship, Never Let Me Down, The New Workout Plan, Slow Jams, Two Words, and Family Business. Those are all fantastic tracks. The final two tracks I'm going to talk about are Through the Wire and Last Call. In 2002, Kanye barely survived a horrific car accident. He woke up with his jaw wired shut in the hospital. A couple weeks later, Kanye wrote and rapped the song Through the Wire while still having his jaw wired shut, and it's one of the best songs on the album. But the true title of the best track is the nearly 13-minute song Last Call. On this track, Kanye vividly describes how he got to Rockefeller Records and his journey from a random Chicago producer to releasing one of the most acclaimed rap albums of all time. So why is it at number five then? Well, its greatness is undeniable, and it's one of the most important rap albums ever made. It has a long streak of songs that aren't as good as the others towards the second half. From Get Em High to Little Jimmy Skit, there are a couple of highlights in that stretch, but it's still kind of a weakness for this album. That being said though, if you haven't listened to this album, as Kanye says on We Don't Care, if this is your first time hearing this, you're about to experience something so cold. Now, how did Kanye follow up an album like The College Dropout? I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a Tesla's guy. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a Tesla's guy. At number four is Kanye's 2005 album, Late Registration. This album is very closely related to The College Dropout, but its production at times is a lot more grandiose and also a lot more darker and jazzier. 
The major themes of late registration are family, dealing with the sudden fame, and issues plaguing society. The track Drive Slow is a great example of the darker and jazzier production. The seven and a half minute song We Major, featuring Nas and Rilido, is one of the most grandiose sounding songs on the album and easily one of my favorites. And so is Diamonds from Sierra Leone, which samples a James Bond song, and it has an amazing Jay-Z verse too. The best song on the album though is Roses, where Kanye raps about the death of his grandma and how his family deals with it. My favorite lyric on Roses is, Because my family knows where home is, instead of sending flowers, we the roses. The last track I'm going to talk about was once a heartwarming song. It has now turned into one of the saddest songs in Kanye's discography. That track is Hey Mama, which is a song about his mom, Donda. Donda was Kanye's most important person in his life, and on November 2007, his mom passed away from a disease that's related to cosmetic surgeries. The doctor who operated on Donda was later revealed to have alcohol-related offenses and at least two malpractice settlements. My final thoughts for late registration are that it's an album that doesn't really have any weak sections. It's enjoyable from start to finish. Uh, some highlights I haven't mentioned are Heard Them Say, Touch the Sky, Gold Digger, Crack Music, Addiction, Gone, and Late. For the number three spot, we are going to see how much Kanye's music has changed over four other albums in an eight-year time jump into the year 2013. Yeezus is Kanye's heaviest and darkest album he's ever released. If I had to describe Yeezus by one word, it would be hedonistic. And supposed to be. Yeezus follows the story of Kanye after his mother's death. Filling an empty shell within him of depression, with drugs, alcohol, and woman. I'll never forget my first reaction to when I heard the song On Sight. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go listen to it for yourself. The song New Slaves is about racism in the fashion industry and the heathenistic lifestyle, and it also has a beautiful outro which features Frank Ocean. The track Blood on the Leaves has an incredible beat switch halfway through the song, and it's one of the most powerful moments on the album. The best song on Yeezus is Hold My Liquor, featuring Chief Keef and Eau Claire's legend, Boney Vare. It delves into the struggles of alcoholism and has an eerie synth guitar solo outro. Now going into the story of the album, the dark heavy industrial sound and its destructive lyrics are throughout this entire album until the closing track, which sounds nothing like any other songs on the album, Bound To. The music tonal shift represents Kanye's future wife at the time and now current ex-wife Kim Kardashian. It's a beautiful song that ends the story of Jesus. Kim lets Kanye love life again and get him out of the heathenistic depression-filled lifestyle he was in after his mom died. My final thoughts on Jesus is that all 10 songs build up to a fantastic story and every song is a highlight. It may take you some re-listens to have the album grow on you, but when it does, it's hard not to see its greatness. Now, our number two spot goes to the album Kanye followed up Yeezus with in 2016.
The Life of Pablo's album cover features a picture representing family and also, let's say, an interesting picture of Kim K. It also has a text, The Life of Pablo, and the words, Which One? This is The Life of Pablo's core ideas. The Life of Pablo and Which One relates to the choice Kanye has to make in his life at this point. Is Kanye going to live the rest of his life like Pablo Escobar, Pablo Picasso, or Pablo the Apostle? All the 20 tracks on this album relate and build of what's Kanye's legacy going to be as. The opening track, Ultralight Beam, is related to the Pablo the Apostle legacy. It features beautiful production, a gorgeous choir, and a great chance the rapper feature. The track Waves has a beautiful chorus and production as well. It's a very powerful and uplifting song. The tracks after Waves are a lot darker and introspective. The seven-track run from FML to No More Parties in LA is the strongest section on the album. In this section is the track Wolves, which has these transcendent vocals all throughout the song. It's one of the most introspective songs on the album. It covers many different themes, and this is seen as a final breakdown on the album. It's where Kanye is realizing he has to change his life. My favorite lyric being, If mama knew now how you turned out, you too wild, you too wild, I need you now. The closing track, St. Pablo, is where we see which life of Pablo does he chooses for himself. Pablo the Apostle. St. Pablo is the climax of Kanye's story. From a random kid from Chicago, to a celebrity, to dealing with his mother's death, controversies, depressive episodes, this is where Kanye finally decides how he wants to live his life, and he chooses to be closer to his religion. Now, the best Kanye album of all time is Kanye's most important album he's ever released, even more important than The College Dropout, an album made in Kanye's darkest time, an album that saved his career and honestly himself. That album is none other than My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. The 2009 VMAs, a very self-destructive and also drunk Kanye interrupted a up-and-coming country pop star, Taylor Swift, claiming Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And that's how we got this album. After this incident, Kanye was getting ripped apart by the media and most of the general public. Kanye, who was already depressed before the incident, was getting worse. His music career was completely written off at this point as well. So he flew to Hawaii with other selected artists to make a perfect album, and he succeeded. The production on this album is still incredible today. The opening track, Dark Fantasy, is a perfect tone setter for the album. The best lyric on this track is, The plan was to drink until the pain is over, but what's worse, the pain or the hangover. Another highlight is Gorgeous, which features Kid Cudi and Raekwon. This also has Kanye's best verse. Literally every lyric is a highlight on Gorgeous. The next song, Power, samples Kane Crimson's 21st Century Schizo Man. And this song is actually about Kanye's suicidal thoughts. My favorite lyric is, no man should have all that power. 
which refers to the power to take one's own life. All the lights, monster, and so appalled are all absolute highlights and deserve recognition. The next track I'm going to talk about is Devil in a New Dress, which features an amazing Rick Ross feature. It's also my favorite produced song on the album. Devil in a New Dress is directly intertwined with the next song, Runaway. On Devil in a New Dress, Kanye is rapping about a failing relationship. My favorite lyric on the song is, With all the colors that fill up the sky, you got green on your mind, I can see it in your eyes. The climax of the album is the next song, Runaway. It's also Kanye's best song. With an over 9 minute runtime, him and Pusha T tear into themselves about past relationships and in a greater sense for Kanye, fame. That's the true core idea of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Kanye is talking about both fame and to a failing relationship to run away from him with the words, look at you, being repeated, telling Kanye and Pusha T to admit to their past struggles and failures. The best lyrics on the song are, never was much of a romantic, I could never take the intimacy, and I know I did damage, cause the look in your eyes is killing me. I guess you are at advantage, cause you can blame me for everything. I don't know how I'm gonna manage if one day you just up and leave. This shows the truth of this real and hypothetical relationship. It's a toxic relationship of self-guilt and self-destruction. The track Blame Game dives more into the relationship and is another beautiful song with John Legend. And the final closer, Lost in the World, is a grandiose send-off to a perfect album with once again Bon Iver and Kanye collaborating. Kanye ends his toxic, real, and figurative relationship and is now lost in the world, trying to find his new identity. Wow, I gotta be honest with you, I could make a 15-minute episode talking about any one of those albums by just itself. But hey, we did it. A little recap. At number five, college dropout. Number four, late registration. Number three, Yeezus. Number two, the life of Pablo. And number one, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Thanks for tuning in to WUEC Eau Claire Blue Gold Radio Sunday and to Beat Breakdown. This is your host, Jackson Krell, signing off, and you have a great day. Every time that we hit them, good morning. Time that we hit them, good morning. Hustlers, that's if you spill the bit. Get on down. Get on down.